Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Because I love comedy, and I think I, I have more confidence and had more confidence in comedy. So things like Alien and You're Living Dangerously, I love doing them, but I was, I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing at all. And so suddenly with Ghostbusters, I sort of felt like I, you know, I felt my sails furl with wind, and I felt like now I'm, now I'm doing what I'm meant to do. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, we could talk about uh, Bill Murray's supposed ability to teleport. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, well, wait, how's the contest going? What's the latest on the, uh, before we get too deep into the show? Yeah, we should, we should put this here. Yeah. Uh, it, ro- it started, so we just, the episode dropped uh, just shortly, you know, the day or so before we re- this recording. I posted up on Facebook and on the tweeters. I should probably go do it on Instagram too. And to be honest, now that I think about it, I did not share it over to the cross rip. So I'll do yeah, that we after do that. we're done here. Yeah. Um, to the cross rips. And, uh, but it's already started. People are all kind of excitedly uh, sharing it around. And uh, yeah, uh, there'll still be time. So let's see. This will drop on the 30th. Uh, September the 30th, I believe. 30th. Oh. Or is it the 29th? Okay. 30th. Yeah. Something like that. The point being is that we drop our episodes on a Monday. So this one will drop on a Monday, and the screening is one week away. If you're listening to this on the day of release, it's one week away. You better hurry. So you actually you actually yeah. have time yeah, to still get tickets or and or to enter the... Um, the contest and maybe win. Yeah, go tickets. go see if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, go see cleaning up the town. The uh, Ghostbusters making of documentary showing uh, in Calgary at the Globe Theater. Um, and uh, all you got to do is, is retweet or repopulate uh, the message that uh, we've put up on the, the social media yeah. pages. And I probably should enter exp- to win. I probably should have explained that. Yeah, and to recap from last time, I know not everybody's in Calgary, so the idea of winning tickets to a thing in Calgary is like, no, nah, why? Uh, well, A, you're good Ghostbusters fans and want to help this documentary that's been a decade in the making uh, have a big splash uh, wherever it comes out. Um, and to that end, uh, we also threw in some Ghostbusters swag. So yeah. you're going to win something one way or another. You get a little something out of it. But if, uh, you, if, you, if, you, if you win and you're not in Calgary and don't know anybody that can use them, then we'll find a, a good home for the tickets, but you'll still get the swag. So why not? So why not enter? It around. Why not do it? Uh, uh, and it's, it's as good time as any to say, keep your eyes out, kids, because already a couple more screenings have come up. Um, if I can just quickly find them here. And they're all in Canada. I feel like we're, we're going to be talking about Calgary quite a bit to, in this episode, but yeah. uh, Canada's well, getting all the good stuff at the moment. 
Well, that's a territorial thing. Like, you know, uh, cleaning up the town has its uh, uh, distribution partner who has then gone out and, well, is it distribution or just Yeah, they're just like Q. Q is like a, they're a distribution company. They, yeah. they, they, they acquired the documentary and now they're helping get it out there. Yeah. But like, uh, like all uh, distribution partners, uh, quite often they don't, they're not necessarily worldwide. Uh, even the big studios are not necessarily worldwide. Quite often they'll go to territories and find somebody there and go, would you like? And they'll handle it for them sort of thing. And it's the same thing here. Obviously, the Canadian distribution partner has been struck and sorted out, and now they're quickly hustling it everywhere. So, uh, yeah, they're off to the races on this yeah. one. Um, so I'll find it out for the final thought. Yeah, right? we'll put we'll put those, and and it's also easier to to put those on the social media too, so that if you're in the area, you can pick those tickets up. Uh, and, and yes. go see the doc and I'm sure you know more screenings to be determined I know that there's a couple in the UK uh, obviously we know our, our Ectocon 2020 folks they've got theirs uh, lined up but um, yeah we'll, we'll do our best to repopulate those and then uh, for anybody that is out there that kickstarted the documentary they uh, the Buenos did send out a message that they're working with Q uh, media group to get all of the people that funded uh, the documentary all of their uh other goods, all of the things that they were promised, um, and uh, the, unfortunately, the one thing that they're not quite able to do is the world premiere uh, perk, uh, which they, you know, said they would have you uh, come to the premiere and get your photo taken on the red carpet and all that jazz. But since that hasn't really, that didn't really come to fruition, they can't really provide that. So I'm sure they'll find some yeah. sort of a, a alternate or a swap out or something for those. People. That was way back when when they thought they'd probably be handling most of it themselves and yeah and years go by and uh yeah it turned else. into turned into two movies and uh yeah it just turned it more feasible to find a partner but in doing that yeah it kind of had to change that uh, yeah and then oh well. uh, also a safe bet if you didn't uh, back the kickstarter documentary and if you're not uh uh, for Kickstarter project, Kickstarter, it is a documentary. I'm tired, guys. It's. <laughs> it's I will uh, say this: if you back the Kickstarter, and one of the things you backed was to get to the uh, red carpet premiere, let's split the difference. Come meet me in Calgary. Yeah, go to Calgary, and we'll hang out with with the Buenos, who will be there to talk about their thing. Yeah, totally. That's, that's pretty close. We'll figure out a way to go for coffee or something, right? And that's almost be in the good. land of the new Ghostbusters film, which that's is uh, all true. the more. Like, Calgary's the hotbed right now, but... Uh, um, <laughs> One of the... Uh, Derek Osborne is a producer on the movie? How does... I don't know what it's... Uh, yeah, he's he's a producer. He's the archivist, uh, archival producer. That's right. Uh, I believe he's done graphic he's... design, editor. He's done a lot on that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he's going to be there. And, and we've come to a, a, a small agreement that, A, we're both going to go looking, uh, shopping for records <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, he'd, uh, and two, I think we're going to go try to find at least one location. Yeah. I'm not going to go crash a set, but I think there's like um, – the Stay Puft mural that they painted on the side of a wall. I have a, a sneaking suspicion it's still there. Ah, that would be good. Or, or I the, don't th- the neighborhood where they shot that first photo of the family that we saw them out in the street. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Uh, obviously, those houses track are still that there. Down. So, or the, uh, go yeah. to the ice cream shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to have a – what we're going to have is a montage. <laughs> so, of, of all the Instagrammable uh, spots according to uh, Ghostbusters According production. to the kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get into it because there is some some news uh, on the Ghostbusters 2020 front, uh, which we do need to talk about, um, yep. and then a little bit of Bill Murray news, but they're not related. Hmm. Hmm. Or are they? 
I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So, yeah, Sorry. that's... That, no, I mean, that... that <laughs> what a segue, because you were talking about teleportation and if mm. things are, are related. And obviously, I don't want to talk about the... The, the big elephant in the room. But so Bill Murray, a happy belated birthday to you, sir. Uh, but he, according to some reports, uh, he was or was not involved in a four car uh, accident uh, out for a, a pro-am a celebrity golf tournament in St. Andrews in Scotland. Um, and because of the way that the news works now, I have no idea what the actual true story is. And maybe that's the way that Bill Murray wants it to be. Um, but so, uh, whatever the story is, there was a four car accident that some way somehow hurt Bill Murray's hand and he was out golfing in his practice round with his, uh, arm, uh, in a sling question mark. It's a tie that he tied around his arm and is kind of using as a makeshift sling, uh, and his hand is in a bandage. So it, it, obviously not that serious, uh, but it is keeping him from using both hands while he's out there golfing. Mm. Uh, so, uh, one UK tabloid rag, I mean, it's all kind of in the tabloids, but one of them did say that bill was in the passenger seat of one of the cars that was involved in the accident. And, uh, everybody seems to be okay. Uh, they're still investigating what happened. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Bill, Bill out there golfing and, uh, and he seems, he seems fine. If anybody, when you saw Bill Murray trending, um, it was not about this particular accident, but when I saw Bill Murray trending and then I searched and I found that he was in an accident, I, I had very terrible thoughts and it didn't make me feel great. Martin Short is currently trending and I had terrible thoughts and felt horrible, but it's for other reasons as well. Um, but so, uh, yeah, so I, I think He's, he's fine. But here's the confusing part is that this news happened the day or – no, two days. When did this happen? Yesterday. Yeah. As we're recording whereas, this, this is Wednesday. This happened on uh, Tuesday of Tuesday, this week. Tuesday. So which actually means Saturday, Monday Scotland time because, well, no. Uh, no. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't be. Heading, wouldn't be. heading it into would, it. We're, we're behind. Never yeah. mind. Just kidding. But uh, Really tired. This is on the heels of – weekend saturday sunday news that bill was spotted in calgary which leaves me very confused now my friend's uh, cousin's uncle's former roommate said that they <laughs> saw bill at a 31 flavors the other day exactly uh, now here's the thing it's not impossible for somebody to get from calgary to scotland in you know a couple of no. days yeah but let's put it this way uh he no matter what the specific details are, he was in and around a car crash in Scotland and then seen on a golf course. So we know for a fact he's in Scotland. <laughs> he's the in Calgary Scotland one right now. still remains fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and for reasons, so we're 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 playing it. I really, if if Bill's going to be in this movie, it's going to be a huge to do. It's going to be a big thing. You're going to want to have that reveal or that surprise or I, I just I don't know for, for yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw that was trending uh, and then I think you actually brought it up uh, to me earlier this week and you're like ah my Google alert went off and it was one of those things that I wish that I hadn't seen um, I, there will be if if and when this does happen there will probably be a big to do about it so 
Um, anyway, feel, be- feel better. I don't know, Bill, maybe you're okay. Maybe you read the tabloid and you're just hamming it up now based upon the Could bandages be. and the sling out there that you were, uh, sporting. I don't have no idea, but check it out. If you go to the William Murray golf, uh, Instagram page, they actually posted a photo of it today and it's, it's not a medical bandage. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, this is this is in and around his birthday. Happy 69th, uh, yeah, Mr. Murray. Uh, and speaking of William Mar- Murray golf apparel, I was very tempted by a couple of items. I in got the, one uh, of the t-shirts. I had. Did to. you? Yeah. Ah, see, I was looking at the polo shirts and I was looking at the uh, the ball cap. Yeah, the, uh, that uh, I almost got the hat too. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I had his uh, the gray one with the uh, the the tartan on the underside of the cap for the longest time. And then in my last trip to Calgary, uh, got lost at a uh, at like no. a swim park somewhere, and it just not coming up again. Uh, so man, yeah, that's, that's the second cool Ghostbuster th- uh, thing that I've lost <laughs> in trips. So I'm getting kind of a. I will say this though, uh, the guy in L.A. who got my uh, my shirt uh, won. He he won the day on that one. But yeah. uh, whoever took my hat, <laughs> I'm a profuse sweater. So enjoy. <laughs> so good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah, the uh, the William Murray Company, they're getting a lot of my money. I the last thing I probably needed was another William Murray golf t-shirt and but as soon as I saw that it was the the limited birthday edition and it had the uh the two beer uh mugs cheersing <laughs> on the shoulder as like I got to get that. You got to get it. Yeah. Hey, uh listen as a as a quick segue to before we push along to the 2020 news. Yeah. Um speaking of shirts, we got it's a whole slew it seems. So starting with um Something of Beyond, Masters of Destiny. Help me out here. Uh, <laughs> well, there was the cake-worthy ones that came up last week. Those we are talked on about sale that last now. week. Yeah, there's RSVLTS. I don't know how uh, result result. I don't know uh, how you're result? supposed to pronounce that. Roosevelt. Maybe Roosevelt. It's a, oh, there you go. An FDR uh, brand. I, they've uh, they've got a bunch of uh, sweet gear. Uh, uh, making it famous. We talked about we, uh, before because they had the uh, the biker jacket, right? Like the biker club style right. jacket. But as a denim company, they they're hinting and I saw some pics, although I don't have the details yet, of three or four uh, jeans. So like imagine denims, but they've been dyed like kind of a forest green or whatever with a slimer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to find out what the heck's up with that. But uh, um, yeah. And this all goes all the way back to those uh, uh, (laughs) Master of Beyond, (laughs) Ministry of Despair. I can never remember. You're talking about the the, uh, Middle of Beyond, those ones? That's the one. Yeah. Middle of Beyond. They had those really cool button-up shirts. So there's a lot of – I mean – as every couple of weeks, it seems like something new shows up at Walmart, and there's new kids' pajamas yeah. and all that. Well, especially this but, time um, of year with uh, with Halloween rolling around, you've got Spirit of Halloween yeah. has their shirts and hats and stuff, and Walmart. But, and, uh, yeah. These, uh, I'm really encouraged by the fact that they're we're now up to four higher end uh, fashion uh, labels. That and are more doing to some come. I saw stuff. another. It's got to be beyond right? yeah. uh, Roosevelt or whatever we want to call it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be corrected. Hopefully, maybe, possibly. But um, yeah, there's there's a few other places that have been teasing that they've got their high well, fashion is, limited edition yeah. uh, Ghostbusters clothes coming out. This um, is September of 2019. You know, we're just barely inside of a year before the new movie. So I realize it's the 35th anniversary, but I can't help but thinking that this is there's. It's just going to keep rolling, yeah, this right? Is we're ramp gonna, up. 
big burst right now because we're heading into Halloween, Black Friday, Christmas. It'll quiet it down, and then as we head into the summer, I, I have a feeling there'll be more, lots yeah. more gear coming. So. And and one more merch related item: if you wanted those uh, wrestling Ghostbusters uh, crossover figures, uh, and and quite possibly one of the last things that Mattel will have with the license. Uh, now that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it, uh, those have been popping up in Walmart stores uh, the last week, week and a half. So uh, go go check those out, uh, and you can also po- pick them up online, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, uh, merch, again, the merch train is just going to keep on rolling. Choo-choo! Good evening, I'm Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. And I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life, this is Ghostbusters 2020, with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. Chris, uh, where where in the 2020 chat should we start? Should we start with the Instagram or should we start with the Calgary Herald article? What are you uh, thinking? Instagram. Instagram? Okay. I think Calgary Herald good... is Cal- Calgary Herald's got a lot of good quotes and chewy stuff there. So yeah, so the the Instagram thing is it's kind of tough because it's it's such a great visual for us to be talking about here on the uh, <laughs> the audio podcast. Perfect for pod- podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But uh, so uh, Mr. Jason Reitman, as he has been prone to do, of course, after last week we caught up on some of his Instagram teases, but uh, this week he he gave us a pretty meaty. Maybe meaty. I mean, it could just be a prop in the background that you'd never see on camera, too. That's the other thing. But uh, so he posted an image up to his Instagram, and because it may or may not play a big or very tiny, minute role, uh, I don't think it's a spoiler. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers, you should be okay. But uh, a a illustrated what looks to be a book cover, like one of those. Is it monogram? What is it when they lift embossed. the embossed? Yes, thank you. An, an, an old embossed leather yeah, hardcover. Yeah, uh, Necronomicron uh, style. Uh, but so J.H. Tobin, uh, obviously of Tobin Spirit Guide, um, and a very demonic looking something beastie uh, within a pentagram. Um, some people have pointed out that they think it looks a lot like uh, the form that uh, is taken in Ghostbusters the video game. Um, which I think is, is kind of, kind of cool if that ends Mm -hmm. up being the connection. And again, who knows, maybe this is just sitting on a desk in the background somewhere and we never actually see this up close and personal, but, uh, it it definitely got people talking. And of course it's one of those other connective tissue things that, you know, like the, uh, the orange rolly device that's in the Columbia university lab, uh, that he (laughs) posted a photo of right before they started production. Just those little like nuanced things that are really going to tie this movie into the original universe. So, uh, I I thought it was pretty cool. A lot of people started really, the speculation train went rampant, uh, which we don't really need to do. No, but as you uh, say, it could just be an Easter egg prop sort of thing that he's showing off. Although, if that's the case, uh, hats off to the prop department. Uh, do you know uh, Tobin's full name? Uh, J.H. Tobin. Hmm. No. John Horace Tobin. John Horace Tobin. Yeah, it came I'm trying to figure out. Was that in the West End game stuff? Uh, possibly, yes. I think that's probably where it came up because there is <laughs> the first of the Tobin Spirits Guide was a... Uh, 
a character, like a monster companion for the uh, the yeah, role playing game. That's and I'm trying to think if that was in uh, Burnham's book. Now I wish I had it on my shelf here to pull down, but it's out out in my other room. Um, huh? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, well, you know, it it could have easily it, they could have just put Tobin Spirit Guide, but the fact that it is his you know authorship name, maybe this is a first printing, an original copy. Uh, uh, something like that, or it's just a gift that Jason is giving to some of the crew because they're wrapped out, and he's like, that "Here you go. Uh, here's your crew gift. It's a, a little notebook that's Tobin Spirit Guide or something. Who knows?" Uh, full title is supposed to be J. H. Tobin Spirit Guide, being a compendium of ghosts, gods, spirits, and manifestations from outside the normal realms of existence, with a travelogue and notes on a philosophy of the occult. Just a, a brevity was obviously one of uh, Tobin's uh, strong suits yeah, there. Well, it's one of those turn of the century type things. The you know and the, it's still uh, shorter than the Ghostbusters Ectomobile Owner's Workshop Manual. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, it's one of those uh, good and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter Witch sort of things. <laughs> yeah. um, so so that was according to uh, I'm sure that did that come from our wiki friends. It did. Yeah, that's uh, specifically from the Ghostbusters wiki at Fandom. So I wonder if that was from the uh, from the role playing manual or not. Uh, well, it's not it... really clarifying it that much, and frankly, I'm not within arm's reach of my copy. Yeah. But I have a sneaking suspicion because that came out. Gosh, the game came out in '86, roughly. Yeah. And I think that companion came out uh, with the second edition, so that was '89-ish, '90-ish, but. I mean, everything else, uh, I mean, it got referenced in the uh, real Ghostbusters, but I don't think, yeah. I think they just went Tobin Spear Guide or whatever. I, 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 I'm putting my money on the RPG. Uh, I just found the cover. Yeah, the cover just called it Tobin Spirit Guide. But there is a his, like a biography on on Tobin inside. Like oh, they actually, yeah, it is. It is. It's J. H. Tobin Spirit Guide being a compendium of ghost, god, spirits, manifestations from outside. Yeah, so it, that came from the West End games. All right, now it makes sense. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, uh, so yeah, very it's, cool. I can't wait to. I, I'm sure this is going to be something that's for sale. <laughs> That's, that's yes. again, keeping that merch train running, uh, or maybe a, a republished version of uh, Eric Burnham's book with this cover on it or something now too would be cool. But well, I hope somebody's taking lots of photos and stuff like that. I want the I want the Easter egg book later on or something. Yes, wanna, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to. I don't want to have to, you know, wait for some stupid BuzzFeed listicle. I want. <laughs> I want. I want meat. Give me meat. Give it to me now. Uh, well, there is there is some meat that we can pick off the bones here of the Calgary Herald article if we want to move on yes. to that. Um, because uh, Jason and Ivan were at the Calgary International Film Festival um, yeah, talking about film. It's kind of funny because, you know, the Toronto International Film Festival is really the Reitman's jam, uh, being that it takes place uh, in the, uh, the Reitman Square building, if I remember correctly. But... <laughs> Uh, so it, it was kind of cool to get the uh, the Calgary angle here of, of the two filmmakers talking. Um, and it was a little more intimate of a venue than the uh, FanFest um, panel. So they, they were able to kind of dive into some, some more stuff. But uh, obviously, I think Jason's comments about the new movie are what everybody's focusing on. So I guess we can start yes. there. And then sure. there was a really fun uh, anecdote about the original movie, too. But uh, so Jason was talking about, uh, what he intends to do with his new film. And he says, I want to make my dad proud. I want to make, or I want him to be proud of this film. Uh, I want 
him to be proud of me, but I also want him to be proud of this thing that we're doing. He's working on it with his dad. He wants it. There's a lot of pride here, but also it's like a father-son shared thing. So anyway, so the quote continues. He says, I'm very aware of the legacy of this movie because I'm a huge fan. I spent summers much like any other young people in the 80s watching it every day. I'm in love with the movie and I feel the responsibility in picking it up. Since coming here, I've met the Calgary Ghostbusters. I've met the Alberta Ghostbusters. I want to make a movie that is true to them, but I'm also hoping to make a movie that makes my father proud and also makes my daughter proud. So um, Jason feeling a little bit of weight on his shoulders, not from the fans, uh, not from the pop culture zeitgeist that Ghostbusters is a big part of, but just from his dad, from his family. Like he, he just wants to do everybody proud, uh, including uh, the next generation being uh, his daughter, which I, I thought was really cool. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to, this next quote, sorry, I'm pre-reading it to remember why I put this one in here. Oh, and then, the, okay, so yeah, he goes back to the the old well of that he never really thought he would be doing a Ghostbusters movie again. He said, if you had ever asked me at any point in my life whether or not I was going to direct a Ghostbusters movie, my answer would have been no. I couldn't think of anything in more intimidating than attempting to direct a Ghostbusters movie, and then this character came to me. She came to me, frankly, a while ago. I couldn't stop thinking about her and her journey. One day, I just brought her up to my father and said, what do you think of this and how could it fit the Ghostbusters universe? And he said, you have to write it. Um, so uh, the, the story that he's been telling since day one has evolved just a little bit here that uh, his dad was like, go, write this. It has to happen right now. Mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, you know, again, uh I can feel the emotion just exuding from this Calgary Herald article, uh, much like the the tears that flowed at FanFest. Uh, I'm, I'm sure poor Ivan was getting a little misty-eyed for the X amount of time that he's, he's probably cried on this project. Uh, but of course, as most things do, uh, conversation at the uh, panel turned toward Bill Murray. Uh, nobody wanted to address that. Um, and, uh, Ivan did talk about Murray's, uh, you know, his, his challenging aspects, how Murray can sometimes be a force of nature and <laughs> how he showed up on the set of meatballs and called the script garbage and threw it into the, the trash can. Uh, and in fact, I think his, yeah, the quote is, you know, this is crap. And then he threw it down. We ended up doing the scene as it was in the script, but he had a way of changing every few lines into his own special syntax and language. And then I realized, oh, his way is better. That's uh, that's what Bill Murray brings to your production. Um, so now we're getting into what we kind of learn that is new from this film. Um, so Jason continues talking about how he likes to make movies about unlikable characters. It's not something that he set out to do. It's just upon looking back that I've realized that that's what I like to do. I like to give the audience the most unlikable character possible and try to find a way uh, into them and find the humanity in that character. And uh, then his dad says, until Ghostbusters. So obviously his dad is saying, hey, you got some likable characters in here, son. Uh, you might be you might be venturing into new territory. Um, so Jason says, I will say the new Ghostbusters movie is about forgiveness. And in that way, I think it really falls in line with the rest. What do you think that means, Chris? What, 
I mean, the movie being about forgiveness, obviously, you know, characters probably needing to forgive one another. But when he says it falls really in line with the rest, I'm curious what he's talking about there. Uh, Are you inviting speculation? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes and no, because I, I, I'm wondering, you know, is he talking about thematic elements of the first two films? Or is he saying specifically that the first two films also have forgiveness as sort of a common, a common theme? Because I, I, I looked at that and I thought, wait, what? Is the first film about forgiveness? Not really. And the second yeah. film is kind of about forgiveness because Dana sort of forgives Peter for, uh, you know, maybe uh, ruining the relationship and they rekindle the flame. Okay. That's kind of forgiveness, but I don't, is that what you, uh, no. what you took from this? What, or is he just saying I, that I there took, are, I thought that all that was referring to the new movie. That, oh, okay. And to that end, it, it went back to, if people want to go back to, um, our earlier episodes <laughs> when, when you and I were way more interested in rampant speculation. Uh, I, part of me hope we know that there's some sort of connection between the characters in this one and characters in the, the originals, uh, the originals. Yeah. We don't know what that is, so it's very hard, but we do know some of the originals are starting to show up and all that. And I hold out hope that since they have to find a way to deal with the Egon issue, uh, it goes back to one of my earlier speculations that it could be, you know, forgiveness uh, coming from a family that, you know, lost something, uh, possibly forgiving the workmates that lost him. I don't want to go, you know, get back into it all over again, but... I have a sneaking suspicion that this may go back to what we were talking about. Like, why have they stopped for 20 plus years? If you go by the thing that maybe they reference some of the stuff, like, like pretend that the video game has some basis in the timeline that that's, you know, um, which was, what would we say it was 99 or something like that, that it was set or yeah, it was 91 or 91, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so why did they stop? What went wrong? Well, they're short a guy. What happened there sort of thing? And that's why, you know, and, you know, palling around with your guys and say again by our account you have a young family and you lose lose your dad, you know, and the uncle's kind of lost him. I don't know. Like I said, again, this this is just me though. Like to me, this would be, oh, so interesting. (laughs) Like just, a, just a, and such a, such a, a great way to kind of map our real world sadness and regret over, uh, Harold Ramis passing yeah. onto the movie that has to deal with his absence. Well, so. And, and inherently bring some, I mean, as he was saying, bring some humanity into, uh, yeah. and into these characters, because what's more human than having a falling out or, you know, something occurring that creates a rift either literal or figuratively uh, between uh, characters and people and families and yeah. Um, yeah and, and trying to, to mend that and, and put that back together. That's human. So that's yeah. uh, it, no wonder it a made Ivan Reitman cry and was B appealing to Jason Reitman because that's, he quite literally says that's what appeals to me is writing these characters and just trying to find ways to make them human and, and try to find yeah. the humanity into them. Even if they're unlikable, deplorable characters, uh, Com- that's complete, complete speculation. I just like the idea that, 
like you say, that there's a human story to tell. And the easiest human story to tell is why one of the most iconic characters in the whole movie is missing. Yeah. You know, and I, like I said, in my head, it comes down to, you know, uh, somebody who's like a, you know, a, a young child loses their dad, you know, has to, <laughs> hits the teenage years and it turns to anger at, you know, the uncle who's there for the fame, the uncle who's there for the paycheck and the uncle who's there because he can't not go chasing after the, the, the yeah, cool paranormal stuff. Uh, obsessed. He's the Ahab of obsessed, the group or something. And then it, yeah. yeah. And then, well, and then and has it, to grow up and forced to deal with it altogether. Sort and of could, could, uh, it could also expand beyond, you know, the, the main, the primary characters, you know, we do have these new characters, maybe forgiveness is an, an asset, uh, to something of what they're having to do too. Maybe the yeah. kids are having to forgive one of them. One of them is a bully or something. I don't, maybe, so I guess maybe this is just a thematic thing, um, that maybe is an overarching, um, uh, uh, through like a through line, just something that might yeah. kind of tie everything together, uh, with all of the characters, but well, yes, at the, in the, in the best stories, it's multiple, you know, forgive me, uh, not to, if, if you haven't watched it, I recommend everybody go watch Doom Patrol because A, it's awesome and B, yeah. doesn't shy away from all the weirdness, but the running thread, for example, is every single character in order to complete the, the story arc had to come to grips with their past and forgive themselves. Yeah. Every single one of them had had their own angle on that and had to come to grips with it and forgive themselves. And it, like you say, it could be the same thing here. Like the multiple levels of the story deal with multiple levels of people dealing with forgiveness and all that sort of thing. So it's um well so here's <sighs> here's one one other possible and I, I don't want this conversation to sort of devolve into things that late. have been it's too um late. It's, it's always too late. We should have stopped four years ago. Uh, but but the, the, the discourse that happened after the 2016 movie um, where, you know, I just kind of putting myself back to whatever that was, June, July of 2015, um, when you and I were having very similar conversations about a Paul Feig movie that we didn't know anything about. Yep. Um, this, this in and of itself really feels different from the the conversations that we were having back then because Paul, Paul was, you know, really hyping up the, the comedy and I'm, I've hired the funniest people that I know and it's going to be the funniest movie that's ever been made. And, and yep. the gear is really a big part of it. And, um, and, and this feels quite different because the, the things that we keep hearing about this movie is it's about family. It's about forgiveness. It's about, um, uh, the, the next generation, um, looking back on previous generations, this, all of these sort of thematic elements, um, that, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, they make good storytelling because that's going to sound like it's a knock on, on answer the call, but, um, it just makes this feel like a very different ramp up to the first trailer. You know, obviously with the first trailer, we're like, what's this movie about? Who are these characters? What, what are we in store for? Um, but the teases we were getting were like, check out the pack, check out the, the thrower. Um, so, you know, where, where I think this, like Jason Reitman has the benefit of Ivan, of Ivan, of Paul Feig's movie coming out and kind of breaking that ground and like reintroducing audiences to just the, the idea of Ghostbusters. Like here, funny people and gear and, um, and paranormal things, 
Um, so he could kind of start at that, you know, that generalized, get it, get it back out into the popular culture, get it back into the vernacular of, of modern audiences. And now we can be having some more nuanced conversations about this is about family. This is about forgiveness. Um, kind of like last week we were talking about how, uh, you know, the, the first movie was a small business starting. The second movie was a, uh, romantic comedy. And now this one is a family. This is a family story. Um, so yeah. I, it, it definitely, it, it makes me feel like this will be a very different experience from 2016, obviously, yep. but it also makes me feel like we're in for something that will just inherently be different, even though it is in the same universe, even though it's tied to, uh, the first two movies. Um, I think that the, this, this sort of conversation, these little teases that Jason Reitman is throwing out there to us are that, look, we're going to have characters that you relate to. They're human. Uh, they have real problems. They're followable. Like they're, they're good characters. Um, and they're within the context of a Ghostbusters film. And that, that makes me happy. Like that makes me feel like we're in for something very special, but um, did any of that make sense, Chris? I haven't slept in four days. <laughs> it did. I blacked out. Okay. And I think um, I think we'll have to stick a pin in it and compare a lot of these um, these uh, roundabout comments he's made, uh, circumspect yeah. comments he's made uh, in hindsight. Once we know exactly oh, what, it's, it's what he had planned for us, it's going to make for wonderful conversation points after oh, yeah. we see the movie because we'll be able to look back and say like, oh, how is this movie about forgiveness? And then we can start sort of peeling back the layers like an onion, um, yeah. rather than speculate about what he could mean now. It'll be a lot of fun you know, applying that lens to, uh, what we end up seeing, uh, in, in the next year or so, but, yep. uh, so very cool. And of course, because it is the, uh, the Calgary, uh, local paper, he, he does give a, a, a shout out at the end to Alberta, just being a beautiful place. Um, and Alberta has more cinematography Oscars than any other province or state. He is quick to, <laughs> to point out. Um, so he's, he's still got those Oscar ambitions, Jason. I understand. All I'll say is that I got to go to a screening of the sixth day that where Arnold Schwarzenegger came out and, and thanked Vancouver for <laughs> a beautiful town to shoot the movie in and the great cruise and you're awesome. And then six months later, he was uh, running for office talking about uh, the, the Canada taking all of the yeah, Hollywood jobs. All the jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> It's very nice of him to to say nice things about Calgary, yeah. and he he seems to be enjoying but, it. But know, I, mean, I I have seen what he is he going to say? Spielberg's this place Instagram sucks. Accounts. I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, it's photogenic. <laughs> they keep, they they're not. This is not just lip service. Uh, they're you know I I think they are in awe of the beauty of the place that they're filming at. So. Um, Thank you for watching my movie. I know you'll only watch it the once. <laughs> we'll never talk about it again. Good night, Cleveland. And, I'm never coming back to shoot anything here ever again. Uh, this is just us trying our terrible Schwarzeneggers on that. Like, I want to do the Conan one where I eat the sausage. Like, I eat the sausage. <laughs> you, you look, you, you never used to look like this, Troy. <laughs> you look, you look awful. You look, you've looked better. You look better. One star. <laughs> Hosts talked like Schwarzenegger for five minutes. Coming soon to an iTunes review in New Year. <laughs> Janine, they paid by Visa. Don't wait a minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470 242 4742. 
That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, I'm delirious. I'm so. I know you are. For uh, for reasons that will become clear. Actually, I thought it was going to get announced this week, but I think it's going to be next week. But uh, I'm I'm working on a project that's a whole lot of fun, but man, is it like draining. Very, very, okay. very draining. But uh, well, we can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So we'll. I'll. I'll of course talk about because what else am I going to do? Talk like Schwarzenegger on my podcast? Come on! <laughs> but never do such things. Uh, but uh, before you launch into final thoughts, did you uh, did you find those additional screenings for cleaning up the town? I did. That was going to be some of my final thoughts. All right, actually. let's, let's so, do it. What you got? Uh, October twenty seventh in Edmonton at the uh, Metro Cinemas Garneau Theater. Uh, there's going to be a screening uh, and another one on Wednesday, the thirtieth of October. Oh, okay. So uh, just in time for Halloween. That's a that's yeah. a good one. Um, and I thought I had one for Montreal coming up too, but I can't find that. But we'll, uh, that's, it's not like it's happening next week or anything. So I'll find it and we'll, uh, yeah. And I think this is just the the start, you know, they'll start peppering screenings all over the place. Uh, you know, now, now in a a digital medium format, uh, you don't have to wait for the, whatever, 20 prints that they struck to make their way around, uh, to your, to your neck of the woods. So, but, uh, very important if you uh, happen to hear about it in your neck of the woods, let us know so we can let everybody else know. Yes. Yes, please do. Um, and then also thanks to everybody who has been uh, shouting out that's going to the Halloween horror nights uh, and sending photos and talking about, uh, your experiences, uh, especially on, on Twitter. It seems like that's where a lot of the people are, are hitting us up on Twitter that, uh, you've been checking that out. Um, so, uh, but, but please call the voicemail. We, we need your audio for the podcast. We need your experiences, uh, to be here on the air. So, uh, after, or if you've already been, you went a couple weeks ago or, uh, y- you know, you're on your way there as we speak, uh, call the voicemail. Let us know how you're feeling, because we we want to put you on the air. It's uh, social media is awesome, but we, we need you on. We need your beautiful voice here on our podcast. So uh, please do that. But um, I stepped on your final thoughts. Did you? Uh, did you have anything else uh, for this week? Uh, yeah. Uh, in the wake of our uh, anachronisms episode, uh, Joey Mays tweeted out that his uh, sandwich shop oh. in Westlawn, Pennsylvania, actually still sells. I saw that. French bread pizza. Well, okay, so in our defense, that was more of a joke than a was, fact-based. Yes. Uh, because we last week we were talking about how we didn't think anybody was making French bread pizza anymore. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, jo- and Joey was quick to point out, like, yeah, we, we do French bread pizza. Well, the, the thing that everybody has to understand is when it comes to food, you can't swear off anything. Because really, it doesn't take much for a facility to produce product for... You know, even a very small geographical area. Sure. Not, not everything yeah. has to be uh, national. Um, but yeah, in a very local sense here, uh, West Lawn, Pennsylvania, at uh, May's Sandwich Shop. 
Maybe Sandwich Shop. Come on down. Uh, my impression, I, I'm looking at it here. It kind of strikes me as a, like the, not suburban, but sub-rural, suburban rural uh, kind of shop that's not quite a deli and, you know, closer to a bodega that makes straight up sandwiches. Does it make yeah. any sense? Like yeah. it's a place to go to get some, you know, milk and juice and uh, yeah, chips. Yeah, totally, but and also pick up a sandwich and apparently pick French up a sandwich. And, well, and as they said, it's, it's uh, well, maybe they make it for you to eat there, but more often it's, uh, you know, take it to go sort of thing. So they'll make it up and you can just go in and grab a Grab it, go home, pop it in the oven. Yeah. Ready. See, that's, I I was thinking more along the lines of the frozen Stouffer's. And even uh, Joey course. called that out saying, like, it's not like the Stouffer's French bread pizza. But uh. <laughs> but uh, the point is, is uh, I well, that's on my uh, travel in the States uh, bucket list there. Go to Westlawn and try some, uh, yeah. some, some, some family made, made, made with their own two hands, <laughs> French bread pizza. Tell them uh, Stewie sent you. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me either. I'll have to find it out. I'll give a shout out uh, next week. But somebody also pointed out the uh, tab. Speaking of things that can be made for very small geographical locations, not the energy drink, but actual tab can still be found in, uh, I don't know where the heck it is either. I'll have to go find it. Dang it. Social medias are very hard to keep messages uh, sorted in. But uh, anyways. And, and, and same thing. Uh, that was one of those where I knew tab... Like they did a small run on it uh, back in the you know whatever that was back it, yeah uh, some sort like of semi nostalgic thing yeah. but he's he's saying they're still producing and that's what I mean is all it takes is a bottler and access to like the syrup and you're right like so quite obviously I don't know I guess technically if they bought it Atlanta is still producing. You know, it's money on the table, right? <laughs> like yeah. if there's a market, if there's a really hot market for it in like one state, why why wouldn't you serve it, right? So um, as opposed to the no, we'll just we'll just assume they're all going to convert over to uh, diet coke or to whatever. Diet so coke. now yeah. I'm really, I gotta say, kids, if it's still out there, man, for your uh, Ghostbusters cosplay or your booth <laughs> setup or something, you kind of need some sp- some tab cans lying around. Yeah, t- uh, why not? Or, you know, take the tab with you to the mid- midnight screening of uh, Jason Reitman's film next year. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, hey, I mean, again, I, I, ha- I hate to make it sound like we're uh, diminishing the role of social media here on our uh, our, our podcast. We love interacting we're, with you guys. It's we're just, just tired and frustrated. That's we're, all. we're tired, and then you go back and you try to find it on your timeline in the... Uh, Oh, uh, you know, you're like, what? Why? Why can't I find anything on social media anymore? This noise, and the algorithm it's, is not helping. Uh, yeah. Well, for example, uh, nod to. Um, uh, oh God! Now it's gone again. You know what? Skip it. I I'll called, get all the names. I called Tommy Knuckles liver stealer in an episode a couple, so couple weeks go. ago, and I felt terrible. And I, I knew the minute we stopped uh, recording. All but, right, uh, we should, we should wrap it. I just want to go back to, to, to crappy impressions so <laughs> we we leave you now with <laughs> more stewart on schwarzenegger you're Until no then. fluke jennifer <laughs> oh i was just boy. going to say eight o'clock we'll see you on the other side guys who you gonna call we got thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip 
Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. It used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Right in the middle of something, Ray. <laughs> you are a legitimate phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> uh, how do I know we're delirious? That. Right there. As a friend, I have to tell you, you finally got around the bend on this whole ghost <laughs> business. What have you seen? <laughs> oh, Egon. <laughs> Bang. Oh, you're here. Um, Are you uh, Alice <laughs> menstruating right now? <laughs> tell me. Tell me. I tell need me. to know. <laughs> Back off, Goody, man. <laughs> I'm a scientist. Oh, God. How many uh, unsubscribes did we just get? <laughs> what have we done? Oh, it was worth it. I feel better now. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, All right, yeah, I'll yeah. practice my Don Knotts for next week. All right, yeah, do the Don Knotts. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, is this Don Knotts? Wow, shit! Oh. <laughs>